When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to another episode of North London Is, where Julian and Perry discuss, debate, and banter about their beloved Tottenham and Arsenal, as well as the main Premier League talking points. Welcome to another episode of North London Is. If you haven't followed us before, you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and even TikTok now. So uh, no Premier League football this weekend, but uh, we've still got an episode for you. We're going to be talking, thankfully, very quickly about England's performance last night. And then Perrin and I are going to be talking about our respective favourite three Spurs and Arsenal players of all time or I say of all time since we've started following that was quite a long time to be honest um and also our three most favorite matches following following our team so Perry how are you doing good week I'm okay I'm okay yeah um obviously the last time we we kind of saw each other was just after uh Gabriel Jesus sent that Manchester United defender sliding into oblivion so yeah, uh, i think i let you off lightly last week because i've i've seen united's goal that was ruled offside and i know you're going to argue about the penalty that wasn't given i think you've got a point there but ultimately united's winner in the 88th minute oh i mean i i've seen it a few times and i i still don't quite understand that. Well, I, I i think i think you'll find that you know we've got these all recorded I thought it was a goal. And, and 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 Ten Hag's getting a lot of kind of grief for basically saying it wasn't offside. And obviously the technology proves that it it was offside, but I'm not gonna go into a corruption after kind of two minutes. So <laughs> I honestly believe that you can't overturn that penalty. I had people kind of messaging me on Twitter saying it wasn't a penalty. And a few people saying it was the majority. I think think he it wasn't. It was soft. But I believe they evened out. The key thing though from yeah. that game was that VAR once again, unfortunately, is having the biggest say, um, and that that is a problem. Even watching England last night, um, and we'll come on to England quickly. You know when when Harry Kane, your old boy, made what a world class pass to Carl Walker. Me and my boys were watching it. We were thinking, oh. It looks like it could be offside. I mean, you don't yeah. see the defender in the middle, you know. So, look, we're saying we're, we've had a rest from VAR for a week. England last night, Jules. Um, 
I thought Madison was probably our best player, and I don't think he was brilliant. <laughs> I have to say, um, but I, I think I think, that, I think that's very generous of you. I I, I actually thought he was quite poor. Um, yeah, I but I didn't was, think anybody was good. He yeah, was good. Um, it's funny because it was actually quite nice watching an England game and not panicking about paying getting an injury. Uh, yeah, but you I, getting... didn't, I didn't half panic when Madison went down, and that looked bad. And I thought, oh, he's tied his ankle here. He's out for six months. And uh, I got off the sofa. I paced around the room until he got up. I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was worried. Uh, as you probably were with Saka. How do you feel about Saka? I mean, he get well, not how you feel, but Saka gets smashed into. And the guy who was marking him, by the way, last night, plays for Everton, who happens to be our next game. <laughs> I didn't think he played well. I think he needs a rest. Um, I thought Harry Kane was playing deep. Uh, too deep. I thought Madison, it was our only real... What I don't understand is, I don't think you really need Henderson and Rice in the middle. Not against no, I, I, I probably would have played Foden. And if Foden was in the Henderson position when he was put through and he squared it Madison, I think Foden would probably have finished that. I just think he's... I know, I think he's, he's very loyal to his certain players. Henderson... I'm not saying Ramsdale should definitely be the goalkeeper, but not convinced about him. Maguire against the top, top. You know, if we were playing France or Portugal, even Germany, who, by the way, got walloped 4-1 last night. They lost 4-1, didn't they? Yeah. Wow. wow. I worry about England because we've got such a good team, potentially. Rice, Bellingham, um, maybe Stroke, Madison, Foden in the midfield. Up front, Saka Kane, Rashford, Grealish. It's a great sight. The fullbacks, Reese James will come back fit. You know, Chilwell, um, John Stones will come back into the side, I should imagine. Um, but he's got this loyalty to Henderson and Maguire that I think could end up meaning we win it again. And we've got to be one of the favourites, surely one of the favourites there. Yeah, I mean, as you say, you know, Madison's been playing very well. Bellingham's been playing very well. Everyone's been playing well uh, this season, yet you put them all together. And, uh, it was a disappointing performance last night, but uh, probably mixed feelings when Ukraine went one up, one of your boys. Yeah, I mean, he, listen, from a, from a footballing perspective, an attacking, defensive, midfielding, whatever you want to say, Zinchenko's world-class. The issue with Zinchenko is when you're 2-1 up at Anfield, or Old Trafford, or the Etihad. I'm not going to say your ground. You know, but in those big games, do you have Zinchenko as your left back? And we got rid of Kieran Tierney. He's gone on loan to, you know, that's my problem with Zinchenko. We need to force the game. Zinchenko is one of the best players in the world. He is a proper, proper footballer. But my, my issue with him is Lee. I think he's suspect. But, we, you know, international. He's always a forward. Got another round of in. I saw Romero got injured. I saw, you know, Gabriel. Gabriel made his. Yeah, yeah. He was. It's just nerve wracking. You're actually more nervous. Your players getting injured than you are with the result. Hundred percent. You just want them all back. I said to you in a couple of podcasts. We see Bamiyang was on the airport floor in Gabon. (laughs) It was just. But you know what? Look, hopefully everybody comes back next weekend. This, I mean, you've obviously got your your freebie game again. 
you know, they've given you the... the oh, here we go. Here we go. Meanwhile, right, last year, was it last year you uh, well, maybe you, you lost in the last minute against Gray, right. who scored from Everton? And, and he's, off, he's, off, he's off to Saudi Arabia, so you're playing it then without him. So uh, I have to say, where we have got a little bit lucky, although it makes it maybe a bit more unlucky for the, the game the following week. I don't know if you know who else we're playing the following week, but we've got <laughs> Everton. We've got Everton on the Sunday, and then we've got Eindhoven on the Wednesday. So you're going to have kind of played Sheffield United on the Saturday, put your feet up and watch Arsenal for two games against Everton and Eindhoven. Yeah, listen, playing in Europe, so, you know, you're not, not you're used to it, but, uh, you know, you have to get used to that if you're playing in the big boys' league. Well, we'll, we'll come back We'll come back to next week's fixtures towards the end of the episode. Um, exactly. Uh, just finishing off on England, obviously, we went one down, but uh, the Spurs connection got us back into the game. Um, Harry Kane, delightful pass, finding an, another extra and Kyle Walker to make it one all. Yeah, I mean... They were probably the two. Walker was definitely the best player on the pitch. Um, he's just incredible. I, I think he's probably the best right back in the world. His, his it's incredible speed. that he's still got still got his pace at his age. I mean, he's as fast he's as, as fast he was when, when he was five, six years ago. Yeah, yeah, he's phenomenal, brilliant. Uh, City, I'm upset they didn't lose him to Bayern because you know he's a proper player. He's a winner. Mudrick was kept him in his get the entire game, and um, yeah, I think the best we did was leave leave you boys, wasn't it? Let's be honest, even you can admit that, you know, as much as it paid, yeah, he's gone there, he's won everything, and he's 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 there, he's from an up north, isn't he? He's Sheffield, Sheffield boy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he left us, and I think. I think since he's left, we've spent about 130 odd million trying to replace him. Um, you know, and it's, we've he's just about 100. He's won about 130 trophies. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a poor decision. Listen, we sold him because we got 50 million, which five we've six got years good money ago. For yeah, you know, yeah. five six years ago, it was very good money. It's good money now, but even yeah. then. But yeah, listen. There's no doubt we've missed Walker. It's a position yeah. we've never really, you know, filled. Um, but anyway, we were talking during the week with no Premier League football. You know, what were we going to talk about? We were pretty confident we wouldn't have a whole show talking about the England game. And luckily, uh, as things turned out, you know, we were right. So we, we thought we'd have a bit of fun and talk about first of all our, you know. You've been supporting Arsenal a similar sort of time, about 50-odd years yeah. like I have with Spurs. Our three greatest players that we've enjoyed watching. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you first, you know, countdown from three down to your favourite. Who would you so say your first? Yeah, so my three greatest Arsenal players, very, very difficult. I mean... Literally, really, really difficult. And to be honest, I could probably pick ten. So <laughs> really? I could, yeah, I could pick. I could probably pick about ten. It's so hard to choose, and you know, in terms of who I enjoyed watching. But um, I mean, I'd even go as far as to say I'm being serious. After four games, I absolutely love Declan Rice already. 
I love him. Absolutely love watching him, but I can't really put him in because, you know, it's four games. So number three, my captain, my captain, you know, Mr. Tony, Tony Adams, absolute legend, came into the side at 17 years old, captained us to the league title at Anfield in 89, one of the greatest nights in footballing history. Um, got done for drink driving, the only, the, you know, the only kind of footballer that ever got put into prison for doing that, uh, came out, turned his career around, lengthened his career. Um, what he's doing off the pitch now is amazing as well, but on yeah, the pitch. Fair credit, you know, credit where credit's due. Um, you know, pitch, uh, unbelievable. We, we, we've got a mutual friend who who's connected, you know, we, we've, you know, what he's doing and uh, that that is, you know, full credit. I've got, yeah. you know, yeah. aside, you know, there are things that are more important than football and, and, and what he's doing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but, but, but just from a captain's point of view, he was, I always, we you know, we haven't got late today, but I always remember we, in the season we won the double in 98, it was snowing at Blackburn. We were 4 nil. And we let in a goal. Remy Gard kind of turned his back and Blackburn scored. I can't remember who it was. Uh, probably might have been Chris Sutton. No, I think he had gone there by, by then. Anyway, and he went mad. He went mad at defender. Like, it was 4-0. We were 4-0 up, coasting. It was snowing. And we, we won the game 4-1. Nelka was incredible. And I just remember looking at Adams and thinking, my God, we are going to win the double. Because that guy, he, he just, just absolute winner. So he's at number three. Number two, am I doing my three, two, one? Yeah, yeah, you can do your three, two, one. So, number two, just I think he's probably one of the greatest players of all time is Mr. Dennis Burkamp. Um, he's not much, he's not much you can say about Dennis. Uh, he, he, if he could have, wasn't he? Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> know whether that's true dennis law wasn't it dennis law he was after no i think he, I, like, I think, I think he only had a huddle top when he was growing he up. Model, but oh, dirty nasty strong left foot right foot in the air volley passing absolutely everything just world world class and i believe that he the signing of Dennis Burkamp, which was under Bruce Rioch, changed the kind of what's gone on in the last kind of 25, 30 years for Arsenal's cup. In two years' time, we go, I think we bought him in 1995. So he, 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 he was just unbelievable. And Wenger got the best out of him. Number one, I mean, come on. You know, I mean, it's, it's the number one player that's ever played in this country. You know, the number one, he's won the World Cup. The European Cup, the Champions League with Barcelona, not with us, the league with us, the Invincible FA Cup. He's won it all. Um, TT Omri, you, you can't. Anybody who said, you know, there'll be other people that will say Liam Brady and and and, and maybe Dennis Burkamp and Tony Adams. A few people might say Robert Perez. Um, I've got a few. My kids loved Alexis Sanchez, Robin Van Persie, my kids do. Going back yeah. further. Charlie George, but Thierry Henry. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, um, unbelievable. Had it all. And the other thing about Thierry Henry is I do think he loves Arsenal. You've got to hand it to him, don't you? <laughs> Very good. 
very funny. I like that. I think the one thing, the one thing I'm a little bit nervous about with Omri, I'm not sure how much he likes Arteta, to be honest. I've noticed a couple of niggles when I've read some articles and when I see him, but the guy loves Arsenal. Um, I actually was lucky enough to meet him once. Very, very nice guy. And uh, that's my 3 2 1. Um, no, fair enough. Fair let's enough. move on. There's no point talking about Spurs is because, you know, pretty irrelevant. Well, it's funny you say that because though obviously we've had some really shit teams over the years, um, one thing about Spurs, you know, we've always had the odd, very, very good player that's worth going to the lane to watch. I mean, we've had Ozzy, Nola, Klinsman, Lineker, Waddle, Hoddle. I mean, we, we've we've had some some greats. So, so it's actually harder than I thought it would be to narrow it down to to three. But I think I think third, I would say Gareth Bale. He he was phenomenal for a couple of seasons before he got his move to Real Madrid, and obviously he won four Champions Leagues at at Real Madrid. But he was one guy who, just because of his pure pace and power. He, he and he won many games single-handedly. Um, and he won many games in the last minute by just just curling on the ball in the corner like he did against West Ham um, at Upton Park, which I'll never forget. But he also scored. I remember, I remember uh, a game at Christmas against Norwich where he scored two goals, but I think it was his first goal. He picked the ball up in, in his own half and he just ran and ran. And the strange thing is, as he was running. And getting nearer towards the goal, he was getting faster. Oh, he wasn't yeah. slowing up. Um, and then he just dinked it over the keeper. And um, you know, you know, my younger, my younger only really, doesn't really remember him, but I remember taking him, you know, to a few games that season. And he was lucky enough with me when he scored his last goal against Southampton, last game of the season. Um, so I was pleased that he actually saw him, you know, in in the flesh because he, I'm he, very happy. I'm very happy that you sold him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was just. I mean, listen, we've talked about it on previous pods. You know, power and pace worries oppositions, fans, and players. Yeah. And he he had he had both of them. He was. I'm very them. happy you've sold him. Um, number two. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You know, it's difficult when you say, you know who's your greatest because great. there's, there's been better play, there's been players that have played better for Spurs over a longer period of time oh, but for oh. a one-off season Paul Gascoigne um you know the 91 season he single-handedly won us the FA Cup 
I mean, they nearly lost us the FA Cup in the final. But, you know, and, you know he was just, I mean, the goals he scored against Oxford, against you in the semi-final, against Portsmouth. County? Was it County? You know, not County. Um, yeah, in the quarters. I mean, he, he, did, he did some things. I mean, I remember him scoring free kicks and just, you know, Peter Shilton just didn't just die for them. Um, he was just phenomenal. And it, it's such a shame that, you know, he got that injury in the final. And he was never really the same player after that. You know, I know he went on to Lazio and Rangers and Middlesbrough and, and what happened. No, no, he was, a rare, he was in, in 1990, the season before that, and 1991, he was one of the best players in Europe. Phenomenal player. Worst thing he ever did was go to Spurs and Venables. <laughs> could have gone to Manchester United and gone to Alex Ferguson. He would have given, He would have sorted him out. But the worst thing he ever did was go to Spurs, or I have to say... Unbelievable footballer. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Number and my number one, he, he's going to be a bit controversial. And I think certain people are going to be surprised I haven't put a Mr. Harry Kane there. Um, oh, I, and, I haven't. I haven't. And that's not because I'm still raw that he's gone to Munich in the summer. Um, <laughs> but I first started going to Spurs in the 80s. And, and for me... Glenn Hoddle was just, you know, he didn't score bad goals, um, you know, but it wasn't obviously just the goals he scored. I mean, you know, against Forest, against United, against the chip at Vicarage Road, against Watford, um, you know, he won us, you know, two FA Cups. You know, he was just a phenomenal player. What he could do, what he could do with a football uh, was just unbelievable. And um, I remember, you know, I had my footy with Dad podcast. I was lucky enough to interview Scott Minto and Matt Letizia. Um, And obviously, there's a bit of history between Matt Letizia and Glenn Hoddle. But, uh, you know, both of them said what he could do in training. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, And I I think his last game, I was at his last game against Oxford, you know, when he, he literally walked through the Oxford defence and he rounded the keeper and he just you know, that was his farewell you know signature off to the Spurs fans it was just you know it, it was just a fitting way to end England I don't think anyone sorry three players were British yeah yeah um I mean listen as I said you know you could put Klinsman in there you could put Ginola in there um you know, or the ideally same sort of era as Hoddle. You Harry, know, Kane. Hmm? Harry Kane, you could have been you know, Harry Kane. You know, the, the three players I mentioned really, really excite me when they got the ball. I mean, Kane's phenomenal, and, and it's very difficult not to put him in my top three. And I was oohing an eye between him and Hoddle, I must be honest. Um, but you know, Kane scored some great goals, and obviously, you know, we, we won games because of Kane, but. I don't think Kane ever sort of took a match by the scruff of the neck and won it no, single handedly. He didn't. You know, but he wasn't uh, a You know, the three, and, and the other players, you know, you know probably did, to be honest. Gascoigne, Gascoigne, and certainly not not necessarily Hoddle had, didn't have that much pace. He still glided past. Gascoigne and Bale, they used to walk past players. You know, they're kind of like Henri. Um, you know, they used to. But all phenomenal, but very nice six players. I think we've chosen. Yeah, no, listen, you know, it's funny. I, if you ask me, you know, because it's always 
opposition supporters, it's always good to get their perception on, on Arsenal. If you had asked me, I would have said Henri as well. Um, I, I don't know who you would have said. For Spurs, um, probably Colin Calderwood. <laughs> Either Colin Calderwood, Steve Sedgley or Dean Austin. Oh, I'm not dear. sure. Right, yeah, anyway, so those are, our, those, are our, those are our players. We're going on to matches now. Yeah, famous matches. Yeah, let, let's quickly go through the matches. I'm I mean, my... the yeah, I'm conscious of the not... time. I'm going to give you my three. Is these go my on, three? greatest or my three most memorable yeah like, most memorable because mine weren't probably so, the greatest but you know for personal number three, reasons number three was my first ever game with my dad in um in september 1977 we beat qpr 1-0 Matt mcdonald scored and my life changed forever okay i was only <laughs> years old but my life that was it for me i, I was obsessed i Never in that day, since that day, have not known an Arsenal result within, I think, an hour. And we're going back to the 70s when there was no internet, very little radio, very little TV. Yeah. Just obsessed. I'd, I'd even call the newspapers to get the result if I was abroad. It changed my life. Um, so that that one, um, 1977, Arsenal QPR nil, a dull game, but we won. And then... So that was hard when you pick, I mean, seriously, that that was hard, but I have to say, the 1980 main is in number two because you, I doubt whether we will be that you know to win the league in the last second. The emotion of everything that what had gone on that season with Hillsborough was horrendous for Liverpool, and we walked out, we gave flowers to all sorts. You know, and and when we scored, I I think time stood still. That 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 will you know to win the league like that was unbelievable. But in number one, purely because of my kids, was when um, Arsenal won the champ. Uh, sorry, the FA Cup, the Champions League. When Arsenal won the FA Cup in uh, twenty twenty, when uh, Aubameyang scored the goal during COVID time. That's my favourite ever because it was with my children. It was the yeah, first. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, I had pro I, I'd ever properly seen us with a trophy. In in 2017, my eldest was with me, but my youngest was kind of running around. That was unbelievable. The only downside about 2020 is the crowd, obviously. Yeah. And there could have been so many others because trophies, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to listening to your trophy winning matches Jules to take away <laughs> your three um, um, well my three is I mean the third at number three wasn't actually a game I was at but as you say you know football is yeah some people will say it's all about trophies but for me it's also about memories and it was watching the second leg at home um, I actually did get offered a ticket uh, for Ajax but I wanted to go with my boy and I couldn't get two. So we decided to watch it at home. Can we move on? Together. Can we move um, on? And, 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 we move no, on? I, I think it's important. I set the scene. And obviously at half time, we were two nil down on the night, three nil down on accurate. And it was just, you know, awful. And, you know, I, I wasn't even sure I wanted to watch the second half thinking it could actually get embarrassing. But uh, so, uh, Lucas, 
you know, school two, um, but it still wasn't enough because, you know, we needed a third. And uh, it was deep into injury time. Ajax fans were singing. The keeper, you know, was wasting time. I think he may have even got booked for wasting time. Uh, uh, and then, as you say, the world stops, you know, stopped um, as the ball fell into Lucas's path. And, and he scored literally in, in the last second. Um, and I, I remember falling onto the floor. Uh, my oldest, who wasn't really madly into football those days, was watching it upstairs. He came running down, came into came like, in. my man cave, and he, he thought I was having a heart attack on the floor. I was literally, I was speechless. Jake was running. Can we move around. on? Can we move on, please? <laughs> and, and it was just a memory that, you know, it was probably, it, was probably, it felt like it, the last second, but there was a couple of minutes after that play resumed that, you know, I was convinced because nothing happens good to Spurs. You know, I was convinced that Ajax would probably score and, and we'd go out. But I think even though I wasn't there, the memories were both my boys in the end. Uh, so that's number three. Uh, number two, um, it wouldn't be Spurs if I didn't say a match. One of my favourite matches was... A match that we actually lost. Um, it, it was 4-3 against Manchester City in, in the Champions League. Um, and I was there. I, I, went, I went up to Manchester and it was just, you know, a mad first 10 minutes. They scored early on, uh, Sterling, to cancel out our 1-0 home leg win. Son then got two goals in like three minutes. They then equalised. Um, they then scored, so they went into half-time 3-2. Um, quite early on, I think, in the second half, they made it 4-2, uh, which was 4-3 on aggregate. Um, and then Lorente did this most phenomenal bullet header from a corner. Uh, people think he punched it in. Uh, but you know what? Alan And you know what? You know what? Lovely. You know, we celebrated. All right. Then it went to VAR. They gave it to us. So we we had a double whammy. Uh, and then you know, emotions. Sterling scored in the last minute, and I remember kicking the chair in front of me so hard, my foot still hurts. And we were walking down the steps. Pep was sliding on the touchline. Cities, you know, were going mad. The fans were everywhere. And I just, you know, yet again, I had another four-hour drive back to London. And then suddenly, oh, no, it's going so well. And then VAR disallowed it. And now, I, oh, my God, you know, those, those were scenes. I don't know. I lost weight for about five minutes in the way. And, I mean, it was just... It was a weight. It was a weight. He was way offside as well, which was annoying. Uh, yeah, but listen, uh, you don't know that in the stand and the emotion of it. And uh, listen, you got lucky. Phenomenal. You got lucky with Lorente's goal again. You got lucky. Anyway, number one. <laughs> number, number one. one. Um, I'm not just saying this because I'm doing the pod with you, but oh, no. it's got to be the 91 FA Cup semi-final. A certain Paul Gascoigne. Oh, what a free kick. I mean, you know, he he, was, he even said, before, you know, since the game, he was surprised that Seaman, you know, even attempted to go for it. And, you know, we yeah, were the underdogs that day. You had a blinding team. You won the league, um, you know, and we stopped you doing the double. Yeah, but we went, 2 up, 
we went 2-0 up quite early on. And then I think just before half-time, Smith got the goal back to make yeah. it 2-1. And you just think, no, as a Spurs supporter, it's going to be a long, yeah, painful second half. Um, and I don't remember too much of the second half, but I do remember when Limited got the ball, everyone around me stood up and I thought, nothing's going to happen. And I didn't stand up. Uh, and then I got the ball. Um, and I think, you know, to beat the Arsenal at Wembley in the semi-final, to stop you doing the double, um, that 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 was just brilliant. Uh, sorry. 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 And that's been a lovely episode of North London. <laughs> so that's good. So, no, so no. yeah, listen, three great games. I think six great games. Obviously, you didn't know much about the Arsenal QPR one in 1997. But there you go. So, um, yeah, no, it's good to know. It's, it's, it's good to remember the, uh, the old times and some of the old players. So before we go, are we talking about next week? Yeah, next week we're, we play Sheffield United at home. Um, we should win. We should win. I've, I've seen a bit of Sheffield United this, this season. They, uh, I mean, I'm still raw from last year going up to Sheffield midweek and then beating us in the cup. Um, and also, it was, it was Poch's last game for us at home, which was a boring 1 1 uh, draw. And then, you know, he got sacked shortly after that. Um, but I've seen Sheffield this season against Man City and, and they battled hard. And I thought they were a bit unlucky at home to Everton last last week when Pickford made an unbelievable double save in the last minute. Um, you know, Sheffield United should have thought that. Nothing so, more than five nil as a minimum. What for Everton against? Is a decent result. Listen, I think we should win. I'll be I'll be very disappointed. Um, what annoys me is that you've got Sheffield United, Burnley. Bournemouth, there's the three games before you play us. So you're going to go to us. It's such confidence. Yeah, but then we've got you, we've got Liverpool after. I mean, listen, you know, we've both played United. We've both beaten United. I mean, you struggle. I have to say, the games against United, both saying you, you know, United are getting a lot of stick. Your goalkeeper made a couple of good saves against United, uh, Vicario. And they didn't play well against you. They didn't play well against us. They'll be all right, United. They'll have a striker now playing Hoyland. They'll get a few players back from injury. They'll be okay. We've got Everton away. Very much depends on um, our attitude. Hopefully, it'll be spot on. Uh, then we'll win, but we don't like it there. And it's 4.30 on a Sunday, under the lights, Goodison Park. Their new player all of a sudden, Beto or whatever his name is, is suddenly should win. Should win, but, you know, it, again... It, we got, we got, you know, we're both coming back from international breaks, and you don't want to go away from home. He's also got to have one eye on Eindhoven on the Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I think no, obviously Eindhoven, the, the big. Go oh, on, sorry. No, I was just going to say we've got Eindhoven on the Wednesday, and obviously I was just wondering what your European game is uh, next week. Uh, that's very good, and you know, getting a bit boring now about the European digs. But uh, so, you know, you, know, you, know you, you, you would think that you know we we, we should win the league because we're not in we're Europe. Not in but Europe, then you know, you, know, you weren't in Europe and you ended up eighth. So it doesn't always work out that way. It doesn't. It doesn't. We've gone eighth, fifth, second. So I'm hoping we're now going to win it. I will. We'll come on that maybe. But listen, I think both hard games. 
And I think, you know, we haven't got much time left, but I think the season started obviously very well for Spurs. I don't think you guys thought you'd be on 10 for 12. Madison's been no. one of the players of the season. I mean, what, what's been, you know, for Spurs very quickly, just, you know, a review of four games, it, you know, is it, a little bit hard. But, you know, we've, we've obviously lost Kane the day before the season. We've got a new manager. We've got a new keeper. We've got a new centre-back in Van der Ven. Your doggy, uh, Madison, uh, Basuma and Saar are like new players because, you know, Conte never played them last year. So that's seven new sort of first-teamers. First team. um, the fixtures have been quite nice, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. But, you know, you know, you never know what you were going to get at Burnley away, United at home, Brentford away, you know. So I wouldn't say Arsenal have had the hardest fixtures either, let's be honest, in the season. Um, I think, you know, we're both on the same amount of points, 10 from 12. 12. Um, it's setting up nicely, you know, for the North London derby on the 24th of September. I think next week we'll, hope, well, from my point of view, hopefully be talking about a Spurs victory against Sheffield United and you'll probably be talking, I'm sure you will be talking about an Arsenal victory. But uh, a lot of our show next week will be starting to build up to the, the North London derby. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think Arsenal, I think there's been a lot of question marks, obviously, our seasons with this whole Kai Havertz situation. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Uh, a lot of people saying he'll score or open his account in North London derby. I wouldn't be playing him. I think you'll come and I think you'll come to attack. And I think that will suit us if you do attack. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit... Oh, listen, we'll talk about it more next week. Wait, I don't I, think Ange will stop the way he plays football, which is very attacking. Um, yeah. And it'd be interesting against better teams, you know, are they going to pick us off? Um, well, United could have scored against you in that first half a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. The first half oh, now yeah. against United... We, you know, we we we, we were poor. Yeah, uh, played you know, well. A few minutes against Burnley. Um, yeah. You know, and even Bournemouth. You know, first 10, 15 minutes of the second half. Yeah, had a couple yeah. Of chances. So I think, um, I think for you guys, it's going to be let. You've got no pressure on you at the moment. I'll be exerting pressure on you, but you've got no pressure, and it's going well. You've had your Fulham little hiccup against Fulham, which I know you kind of had a rant about, and I agreed with you last week. Yeah, Ask Declan Russ, phenomenal signing. Just hope he stays fit. Timber, just gutted that he's out until could be April. And Havertz, to me, not looking good. But, you know, we've got a long, both of us, long season. I mean, we've got the Champions League. We've got Brentford in the League Cup. Um, I don't know who we're going to play in that game. That's a hard game in the League Cup. But I don't like losing. I want to win everything. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be exciting. So uh, yeah, we'll no. have a good week, and uh, no doubt we'll we'll, we'll battle, battle on next week for another episode of North London is. Have a good week. Have a good week, mate.